Welcome to track number four of Australia 1000 Camp. Seven steps to not fighting each other. Amen. Are you listening? And number one, the first step is full persuasion. Full persuasion. Amen. Paul said, that which I have believed, I am fully persuaded. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Okay. 2 Timothy. Put it up on the screen please. Whoever is doing the scripture. Alright. It says, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Okay. For I know whom I have believed. And I am fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things that prevents us from turning against somebody you shouldn't turn against is this one. Fully and persuaded. If you are believing in something, you must believe in it fully. When you believe in it partly... You can easily be swayed out of your um, paths. For instance, if you are in a church, one day I had a, a certain pastor in the, and we were doing examinations, okay? And this pastor didn't want to do the exams. Do you get it? So when we did it, because if you are a pastor, you must do exams. A doctor, we must do exams. Even as a doctor, now I still have to go for lectures. Otherwise, they don't maintain me as a doctor. So to maintain my status as a real medical doctor, I have to go and do certain things. You get it? Yeah. So now this pastor, we have this normal exam that we do. And it's not only our church we does it. A Methodist church and other church do examinations. Now this guy did not want, because you see, he, even though he was a pastor, he has not fully imbibed the culture and the principles as to why something is important. So you are just doing things. Oh, they say we should do it. They say we should do it. They say we should do it. They say we should do this. And so we take, you, you, you see that such a person was against something. Like, he said, look, we have just joined the church. What is this problem? Today, exam. Today. Because he came from another church. You see? And sometimes when you come from another church, you need to be reborn again into that church. I mean, you need to be, your mind needs to be renewed and rebirthed into that new system that you've come. So if you are here, you need to be rebirthed into whatever we are doing here. Otherwise, it's not going to work easily because every church is a little different. So as we were doing exams, this guy is against the exams. So one day, I, I, we, he was doing an exam, we asked him, Verily, verily, I say unto you. <laughs> verily, verily, I say unto you. Whatsoever things you ask in my name, he shall do it for you. What verse is it? Then he said, uh, Romans chapter something. No, I said Romans. 
Romans, verily, verily, I say unto you. Who said verily, verily, I say unto you? Is it not Jesus? Then is, Jesus spoke only in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So for you to say Romans as a pastor, verily, verily, I say unto you, Romans. You see, and you can see that this person, his depth is not deep. Yeah. And such a person, you realize that he's not deeply persuaded about the things. In fact, he's not persuaded at all. The exams, he's even against the exams. If you, are, if you are teaching from a book, like I'm teaching from a book now. I'm holding a book and I'm teaching a book. You think I don't have the Holy Spirit? Can you pray more than me? I want to ask you whether you can pray more than me. Me and you, who can pray? You say, I don't have the Holy Spirit. Huh? Can you pray more than me? Can you sit in one room and pray for days? Can you pray for 15 hours? Can you pray for 24 hours continuously? You, I'm asking you, can you pray for one hour continuously? You say, I don't have the Holy Spirit. Your mouth. I'm preaching from a book. I always preach from a book. You say, I don't have, I don't have the Holy Spirit. You see, that means you don't deeply understand. There's a difference between a nurse and a doctor. There's a difference between a nurse and a doctor. They are, they, you see, nurses do anatomy. Is there any nurse here? Can I see some nurses? Hand, can I see your hands? Okay. Yeah. Did, uh, Anya, did you do anatomy? Did you do physiology? Did you do biochemistry? A bit of biochemistry? Did you do, did you do some, what did you do? Internal medicine? Did you do some medicine? Surgery? Nothing like that? That's unless you specialize. But you do anatomy, physiology, biochemistry. And what else do you do? What other subject? I just want any subject. Psychology. Psychology. And what else? A bit of law. Okay. And what else? Huh? Medicine. A bit of medicine. Pharmacology. Pathology. Do you do pathology? Microbiology. Oh, parasitology. Virology. Bacteriology. A bit of that, isn't it? <laughs> Look, stand up, stand up. You say you did stand, stand. Okay, you. Now you did, uh, you did anatomy. Yeah, we did anatomy. Anatomy. Yeah. Did you do anatomy? Come as well. You recently did anatomy, isn't it? Three years ago. Come, come, come. And you also did anatomy. Yeah. How much anatomy did you do? How many um, years? Not so much, and I didn't like it. In fact, it was one of the courses I didn't. How like. many? How many lectures do you have in anatomy? Uh, I can't remember. We did about two semesters. Two semesters. Yeah, and every semester, you have how many lectures in anatomy? Um, we went every week, so. Once a week, maybe. Yeah. Come, do you remember? Um, first year you do bioscience one and two, and then third year. The first semester, you bioscience three. My darling, anatomy. anatomy. Yeah, that's the astronomy. They call it bioscience. Bioscience. Yeah. Which is anatomy to and physiology together. Okay. Anatomy and physiology together. And you yeah. did it for two semesters. Three. Three semesters. Every week you had? Every week, yeah. You have lectures. And lectures in it. Okay. So, you know, um, can we talk about some anatomy, some structures? <laughs> 
some muscles. What did you do? Did you do dissection? No, we don't do dissection. Did you do dissection of dead bodies? Yeah, you look at pictures. pictures yeah. You look at pictures. We had the cadavers the first year, and then we had to point like monster structures, like the heart, the cadavers that had the live ones in the labs. Okay, so you had to point toward the heart. Like the veins, you had to know the veins. If you're doing, um, if it's the heart you're studying, you need to know the veins, the part of the heart, the area, all the sections where pumps the heart, the heart. You need to know wow. the diagrams. And if you're doing the respiratory system, you need to know everything about, basically nearly everything, but not into deep. Yeah. Not deep. Yeah. Not deep. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, it's just about that. <laughs> so can we talk about some anatomy now? No, 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 I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. But let me ask you, did you dissect anybody? No, we dissected a frog. A frog. <laughs> I you dissected I a frog. A frog. Yeah, you dissected a frog, not a human being. How about you? Did you dissect anybody? Cadavers that was put that we just had to point basically structures. Okay, you just point this is this. Yeah. This is this. This yeah. is okay. So see, that's the difference between a doctor and a and a nurse. We the depth. We start with upper limb. Then we come with anatomy, upper limb, from here, pectoralis major and minor. Do you know the attachments of the pectoralis major and minor? Do you remember? Yeah, you are. You know the pectoralis major and minor, uh, huh? No. You don't know the pectoralis major and minor. I know. And the like deltoid, the deltoid the muscles. I know a bit of it, but the deltoid muscles, triceps, biceps. Yeah, you know a bit of it, but pronator, supinator muscles. I can't remember those ones. Extensor carpi muscles. You don't. You don't remember. You don't know. Okay. So you see, it is the it is the depth. That's the difference. What muscle, what muscle makes your hand turn like this and like this? Huh? Like this and like this? What? Pronator. Yes, supinator. You see, you realize that it is not that they didn't do anatomy, but the extent to which they did anatomy. Because we have to dissect a body. Come, let me show you. You come and lie down. Come and lie down here. Lie down like this. Lie down like this. Yeah. We have to dissect from here. This is the arm. Sit, sit down so that they can sit down. This is the upper arm from, 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 you, from the chest, from the breast here. We cut it off. We cut off and we pick each one. One muscle by muscle. We come to a deltoid, the bicep, triceps, all these muscles here. We dissect it piece by piece with a manual like this for only the arm. Huh? Sister Ness, you see there's a difference between Egypt and Israel. Huh? <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference. You all, we all did anatomy, but you see, somebody did it to a certain level. Yeah. And then you come to the thorax. When we finish with the arm, the upper, by the time we finish, we have the arm is off. We come, every day we come, they read. Somebody read. Somebody holds the book. Say, slice three centimeters to the left. Lift up this part. And it, you see such a nerve. You see such a... Identify it. Now cut another three centimeters. That is what we call dissection. Step by step, the detailed pieces of the whole body. Then you come to the thorax. Then you come to the abdomen. Then you come to the head and neck. Then you come to the lower limb. By the time we finish, 
when you come to the dissection tables, when we come for dissection anatomy, there is a leg on every table. We have dissected the person to left only with his leg. And there's a leg on each table, a human leg on each table. And we come to take the leg. Then we start to take the hamstring muscles and the other muscles here right down all the way to the small, small ones down at the toes. Extensor carpi radialis. We've been mentioning them and seeing the, which one does this, the one that does this, the one that does this, the one that does different things like this. Oh. And you say you did anatomy? You see that there is a difference. And that is the difference between a nurse and a doctor. And unfortunately, in the ministry, people are not deeply understanding and persuaded about the issues that we have and that we are doing in the ministry. And there's just a shallow understanding of what is going on. And that is because of that shallow understanding. You are in dangerous hands when you are listening to such a person. Because the person doesn't really understand. How many would like, when you've got a heart problem, how many would like a dentist to be the one who is going to deal, deal with, your, with your heart? A dentist also does anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pharmacology, blah, 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 etc. But it's, it's a different thing. Thank you. Are you there? Hello? Okay. So, when you don't know something deeply, you cannot be in charge. And unfortunately, people listen to people who are not fully persuaded. And we ourselves as pastors and leaders and shepherds sometimes are not fully understanding what is going on in the church. That is why we have something like homecoming. Where when you come for homecoming, it will give you an idea of what Lighthouse Chapel International is. When you sit here in Sydney, you cannot understand Lighthouse Chapel International fully. If you don't know, I'm telling you. And when you come to Lighthouse Chapel International headquarters once, you will not even understand it fully. Even the pastors themselves don't understand it. That's why we, are, we do so many things. We take on tours. We try to do different things for people to understand what is the scope of the mission. What are you actually a part of? So that your persuasion will be deep. When your persuasion will be deep, you will say to yourself, I am in this thing and I'm going to give my heart and my life to make it work. And you yourself will realize that what else can you do with your life? What else do you want to do? What else do you want to do? You just want to work for God. This is not a business. Nobody is getting any money. No one is trying to get any money. If you know who I am, and you know what we are trying to do, you will be the last person to take up your sword to come and fight it. I will even just leave you. I say, you want to fight with myself? I've left you. I've left you. I'm not good, so be at your world. I'll be at another place. I'm not, I'm a bad, I'm this, I'm a thief, I'm whatever. So be at where you are, you are good, I'm bad. I will stay at my place. I will not fight with you. I'll lead you to the weather, to the wind. Yeah. I'll lead you to the wind and to the weather and to the elements. I don't have time for you. It is because we are not fully persuaded about what we are doing. And that's why, that is why to be a doctor 
It's not what you do, anatomy and physiology. I will never trust my life to you. I said, nurse. No, no, no. I trust you to bath me or to do something like that, but not for you to care for me that, that you are going to tell me which medicine I should take and what is going to save my life. No, no, no. You can come and, I mean, do the dressing and take the bedpans and so on, but to decide that this is the medicine that will save me, your depth of understanding of physiology and pharmacology is too shallow. And if you want to go higher in God and higher in certain things, you need to get deeper. You see, some of you here, you can even become Muslims in the future. Because you, you are not deep in Christ. Your belief in Christ is so shallow. It's true, you are also reading the Bible, but you are not deep. When I, I just came from Los Angeles, that there was, we were driven around in a limousine. And the limousine driver was a Muslim, a Christian that had been converted into a Muslim. Yeah. He told me, you know, I've been a, I've been a Christian, I've been, I've been a believer, but now I'm, now I'm a Muslim. And he was the driver of the car. And he said, okay, but you know, I've been going to church and I've been hearing the bishop preach and all that. Many times I go and, you know, it seems I want to, it looks like I may be, you know, trying to come back, you know, but you know, we'll see how it goes, we'll see how it goes. You must, as a Christian, ask yourself, put Muhammad on the left, put Jesus Christ on the right, and analyze the two for yourself, so that you are standing on solid ground. Do you want to believe in Christ, or do you want to believe in Muhammad? It is open. It's Muslims who don't allow their people to be converted by open discussion or reasoning. They prevent anybody. Recently, when Terry Jones was trying to burn the Bible. They burned, they burned, he was trying to burn the Quran. They burned Bibles in Saudi Arabia. They don't allow a church to even exist. They burned the Bibles. They kill Christians. They don't allow not even one inch. When a Christian says he's coming to burn the Quran, see how they were behaving. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Are you there? Yeah. So you must ask yourself, what's the difference between Jesus Christ and Muhammad? Is there any difference? Is there any, were you guys Muslims before? Yeah. Is there a difference? And you must ask yourself, okay, let's take the Quran. And then the, the Bible. Because you see, Muslims, you can even use the Quran to convert Muslims to Christ. If you really know the Muslim, the, the, the Quran. You use the Quran to preach to them. A Christian, if you know what you are doing, you will not even use the Bible. You use the Quran to preach to, Christ, to, to a Muslim. Yeah. Even the kind of literature that the Quran is, compared to the kind of literature that the Bible is, there is no comparison. There's not even a drop of comparison. You can't even compare them. Begin to compare. The persons of Jesus Christ and Muhammad, the one who said, I am going, I am the way. And he said, I'm going to my father. And somebody else says that, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) Think about it. Where I'm going, I don't know. Jesus Christ married nobody. This one has 21 odd different women. Including underage people, if he was in today's world, would have been arrested for what do you call it? 
Jesus never killed anybody. Never started any war. Never fought people. You have entire cities that were burned down by this person. I mean, there is no comparison between the two personalities. And even their words. But only that, you see, you are not deep. That is why you can be taken out of where you stand today. I'm telling you. So it's not that just so, do I want to believe in lighthouse or not in light? It's even your faith. How much of it do you know? What extent do you, are you embedded in your Christian faith? You say God has called you as a pastor. Amen. If you say God has called you as a pastor or God wants to use you or whatever, how can you later on now you are into business? You are joking. Because you don't even seem to understand the work you are doing. <laughs> when Paul said, when Paul said, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. You have left full time means you are going to do whatever. You are doing business. Or you are a lay pastor. You say God has called you and so on. Then after some time, you say you don't want to do it anymore. Then you ask yourself, this person, was he ever... Was he deeply into what he said he was doing? That's why I'm saying that one of the first ways is to be deeply persuaded. And Paul said, I'm fully persuaded. The one that I believe in. I believe in it. Study Jesus Christ. Study, analyze him. Think about him. Amen. And you will be standing on solid ground. Wind will blow, you will still be there. Amen. If you are solidly based in this church, no pastor can lead you away in a group. You are, you are a child. It, because if you, are, if you understand what you are doing, nobody can get up and say, oh, we, are, we are going away to the side. You are going where? You tell the pastor, are you, are you okay? You tell the pastor, are you, pastor, are you, are you alright? Is it well with you? What is wrong with you? He said, we are going where? Who is we? And you ask, your, you ask the pastor, are you not a modern Absalom who led 200 people away from the church against his own father? Are you not a modern Absalom? You ask the pastor, you say, reverend or pastor, are you not an Absalom? Is it not an Absalom who rises? The Bible says he led 200 people in the naivety of their mind, the simplicity of their mind. You ask the pastor, say, Pastor, is it not what they were talking about at the camp that you are doing exactly the same thing? That is, if you are not deep, they can just talk to you like that. And they say, we are going. Don't mind that bishop. He's a cult. He's trained. He's not called. He's this. He's that. Somebody said, Lighthouse, we are young and easily impressionable people. We are easily impressed. And young. And we are easily impressed. Are you not easily impressed? When they preach to you, you must be impressed. You must be easily impressed with the message. When you are not easily impressed, you are some way. And we are young. We like it. You'll be old. We are young. Your coffin is being made since you are old. Yeah. Are you there? 
Okay. Are you people tired? You look tired. Are you sure? Huh. Do you have coffee here? There should be a lot of coffee here. Because we are going now, then I'm off. <laughs> are you listening to me? Amen. So, pastors, look, there is nobody in the ministry who will not be accused. There will never be a church without a story, without this. Do you know that there is no sin that I have not been accused of before, that I know of since? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are some, some sins that have not been accused of, but anything I can think of, I have been accused of it before. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. When I was a virgin, they said I have impregnated somebody. When I was a virgin... <laughs> in my virginity I was accused of that thing I said wow it's too fantastic <laughs> so I said there is no way you can ever live in a church or in the work of God without Having and seeing the reality of stories and things that destabilize winds that blow to the left, to the right, all the time. That is why if you are in something, look, either be in it fully or go out of it. There's no point. And find out for yourself. Find out for yourself. Do your own investigations and do your own research so that you are convinced. Don't let somebody come and speak a lot. It means nothing. Empty words. You know? You just said person. That's what they were accusing Obama of. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And so we can do what? What can exactly can we do? And what exactly are we doing? <laughs> Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody. I feel the room is hot. Is there somebody who is heating us up? Can we cool ourselves down? Is that a heater? Are you just put it on? Okay. Can we open the window, the doors maybe to cool ourselves down for five minutes? Let's cool ourselves down for five minutes. Lift your hand. Father, we thank you for a cooling aid in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Yeah, open, open the doors. 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 Open the do